I am a wayfarer on the waking way just like you. Years ago, in a time of despair, I was given cause to consider my small place in the whole of creation. The old questions that have perplexed us for ages were haunting me as well. Why are we here? Must there be a reason for our existence? How do we balm our sufferings, enlighten our minds, and awaken our hearts? Are there powers, energies, and realities just beyond our ability to comprehend them? Like a new day rising, a fervor to understand these things illuminated my inner east. The discoveries along the way have been manifold, malleable, and colorful. Like a kaleidoscope, the teachings and practices I have gathered continue to shift and bend, imprinting on the textures of daily life just as it is. My ministry arrives in the form of sharing this extremely personal, varied, sacred, ordinary way with you. Let us traverse this landscape together as siblings. I pray you will join me for a time. I am your brother Oren, and this is my witness to the wisdom cry of the Dawn Deacon. dear friends this will have to be a short reflection this morning we've got a major cold front coming in to southwest Louisiana and the clouds are swollen and you can smell the coming rain in the air but I felt strongly that I wanted to visit with you this morning I was reminded of something last night and had cause to reflect on some of the practices that I've integrated into my life over the years. And I'd like to share one particular practice with you today. But first, I'd like to thank each of you. So many of you share your resources with me sometimes those resources are donations which I am eternally grateful for and the other resources you share are your insights your comments and your feedback and sharing these reflections through your circle of influence it tells me that you feel strongly that there's something of value in these morning reflections. And that leads me into the practice that I want to share. As you may know by now, it's very important to me that anything we do in our spiritual life be applicable are valuable to us in our ordinary everyday life. It's easy to look around at all the varied spiritual disciplines and teachers and religions and we look at beings that are 
what's at least look at beings that seem like they are affecting positive change in the world it's very easy to forget that they are just ordinary people with ordinary struggles I'm guilty of daydreaming about that type of life a life completely immersed in spiritual practices but it's a daydream it's kind of an illusion you know it's the trappings and I have to remind myself constantly that where it matters most is out in the wild out in these bumpy broken places not just the bumpy broken places but they have to be included I'm reminded of that as I look around the space that I've chosen to come to to share this reflection with you it's a heavy mix of brokenness and order I see fallen trees and structures that have been damaged or destroyed I see exhausted people too and that seems to me or at least for me to be who matters truly the most the, the exhausted ones the ones that perhaps feel that they have no advocate. So today, the practice I'd like to share, I hope will help you, one, to remind you in hearing this, that if you are one of the weary and the broken and the tired and the worn out and the hopeless, the one that feels alone, that there are people even though they don't know your name that are reaching out to you with their hearts that they're turning their minds towards you and that may not initially alleviate whatever your sufferings are but whatever pains you can be compounded and made worse by the sense that you are completely alone so if you hear my voice this morning, whenever you hear it, know that you are not alone and that there are ordinary beings out there that love you, even though they may not know you. So the practice, very simple. Many years ago, I picked up a little pocket-sized field notebook. You've seen them, the craft paper cover. And on the cover I wrote four symbols, four icons that have come to mean a great deal to me. Icons that I dreamed about many years ago. Someday I'll share that story with you. Their very clear and simple meaning reminds me of what is important every day, even when I feel lost. I drew these four symbols on the cover, and then I wrote a prayer inside of the small book 
It's a binding prayer. And what I said was, in the prayer, is to bind my prayers to the names in the book. You know, I understand that my memory is only so long. I can only recall so much. And when your heart is moved to tears or when it quivers, when you encounter someone or you hear a story about someone that is in great and desperate need, so often in the moment we're consumed, or at least I am consumed by that, but the day ticks on, weeks go by, months, and our memories become short because there's always another need around the corner. So I started the habit, the practice, of writing the names down in the book. And as the years have went by, I've noticed that many of them are not names at all. They're just descriptions of people or situations, people I've never met. What I realize when I go through the book is there's the names of what I would consider enemies, which is an unfortunate word, but people that have perhaps hurt me or wronged me or wronged others. I write those names in there to pray for them, not because I consider myself better than them, but to honestly remind myself that I have so much to learn. I can't ignore the things that happened or squash them away. And the book reminds me of that, that I still need to face them, not to reopen old wounds, but to actually lay healing hands on them. When I first started the practice of writing these names in my binding book, I thought it would be something that would fall away. Just like many other spiritual practices that I've tried to adopt. But the binding book has stuck. There have been times when I've forgotten it left it in my nightstand or forgot to bring it with me. But when I sit with the binding book, now it, it almost helps me, even if I forgot to bring it with me and didn't write someone's name in the binding book. I'll sit with it and it gives me a reason to search my mind. There are names that are written in there three or four times for different reasons because they are people that are in my life that I encounter more often than not. If you've assisted me in this ministry in any way, then your name is in that binding book. And I want you to know that when I sit with it, when I sit with the names, when I read them, that my heart goes out to you. My love goes out to you. The book has helped me stay grounded. 
there are some true tragedies in the binding book true pain down to earth in the cracks and crevices in the shadows people I've encountered that I will more than likely never share the air with again many of them I wonder if they're still with us on this earth the poor the destitute the sick the homeless that I've encountered in various cities but when I come across their name many of those names worn away soaked with tears when I touch their name on the paper the memory of the time we shared comes back the other thing that was a side effect of writing the names is it opened me to hear people's stories by carrying the binding book with me it made me it made my eyes sharper because I knew it was close it made me look at the world in a different way. It's very important to be grateful for things. And many people keep a gratitude journal. I find high value in reflecting on the things I'm grateful for. But in a way, the, the binding book is not a book of gratitude it's a book of sorrows one might even say why add or remind yourself of all the tragedies in the world for me it's a naked type of spirituality I love to bathe myself in positivity and light but I don't want to be so focused on those things that I don't have at least one face looking back at my suffering sisters and brothers because when I'm in need I want someone to look at me and help me and in the back of the binding book is another prayer my final prayer a wish and I recite that as well after I sit with the names and read the names then I read the final prayer a wish of well-being peace healing and comfort for all the names in the book wherever they may be And the other thing that I've found value in over the years with the binding book is that sometimes just holding it will bring a type of closeness to the people in the book. Sometimes it's just enough to acknowledge that I witnessed them and to acknowledge that I've hold them in my memories and that my heart 
was moved towards compassion for them. Even without reading the names or considering each person. Why am I sharing this with you? Such a simple thing, that's why. So important to touch something holy or sacred, especially in troubled times. And when I face my own troubles, when I feel overwhelmed, when I feel as though my next inhalation may suck the sea inside of me, The binding book and the names inside and all those that I've pointed my heart towards reframes the situation. And in ways, my name is in the book as well. And it reminds me that I'm not alone. That there are beings out there doing the same thing. Maybe they don't use a binding book. But maybe they're praying on a knotted cord and they think of me on one particular knot. Or maybe they pray a rosary. Or maybe they just think of me. Or as many of you have done, maybe they share their energy and resources. So I would encourage you today to get your own binding book. Keep it in your pocket or your purse or in your bag, your jacket, your car. Doesn't have to be anything fancy. Just a small little journal. Keep a pen nearby. Put it in a Ziploc bag. Offer your prayers to the names in the book. And then wish them well. Pray for their well-being. Touch it often. Write in it often. And let the book be your eyes often. And aside... Recently, my son and I were visiting on our front porch, which is a wonderful place for our family to sit and light incense and smudge and flames and share what we know with each other. Sometimes it's just stories. And I was offering tobacco to a deceased friend who I had been in prayer with who had helped me solve a problem. I typically offer tobacco alone but my son came out and I was wearing a prayer cloth that I like to wear to help me reframe myself reframe my identity point it towards something it's nothing special it's just a piece of mustard 
brown cloth that I found at a secondhand store for 50 cents. But it felt like the right thing to take it and rescue it and make it sacred. My son was watching as I smoked the pipe. And he asked me about it, so I shared with him my thoughts and why. History of tobacco to my best understanding. Its use in rituals and practices. He took a picture of me. He wanted to capture it. So I let him. Later, when I was looking at the photo, I saw that my hand was touching my heart, the center of my chest. It made me reflect on how often I do that when I am in prayer. It's not something that I think about. It just happens. And in the Don Deacon sibling circle community, I, I shared the photo and... Other members of the group started to share photos of themselves touching their heart. It created a wonderfully rich conversation and it reminded me that that's really what we're doing with the binding book, what I'm doing. It's touching my heart. I'd never put the two together, but I, I will now. So if you're in the sibling circle and you hear this or whoever you are when you hear this touch your heart gently and know that there are other people out there touching their hearts too gently for you and you for them and it binds us together in prayer I hope this is of use to you. And if it is, please let me know through any of the communication tools that I have connected to this ministry. I do pray and hope that you have peace and comfort today and that wisdom will rain down on your life. May all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May all beings be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all rejoice in the well-being of others. And may we all live in peace, free from greed and hatred. Brother Oren Parker is the producer and host of The Don Deacon and the Find the Good News podcast. As a licensed ecumenical minister, he practices universal spiritual accompaniment, offering a brother's ear to fellow seekers. Oren provides baptism, blessing, and union ceremonies, as well as tailored rituals to memorialize special occasions or blessings to sanctify personal spaces. Brother Oren also officiates weddings and funerals. For information or to contact Oren, visit findthegood.news or email oren at orenparker.com.